Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, hello? Guess who? Me again. Hey, excuse the interruption, but it's a very important interruption. We've decided to put on a show for you, my listeners, who've hung in there and waited and waited, as we have, to get this thing up and running. The show is called The Groomer, and it's about an investigation that I was part of which centred around the distorted world a pedophile. It's pretty raw but educational where I also talk about online grooming with a special guest and the damage that online grooming or grooming in general causes to all those involved. So please come and join me on Saturday the 19th of March 2022 at the Village Roadshow Theatre at the State Library 179 Latrobe Street in Melbourne 7pm start goes till about 9. The tickets are through Eventbrite. Uh, COVID rules will apply and you know the go. Masks, no kissing, no hugging, no smooches, no holding hands, no personal displays of affection. And that's just for me. (laughs) Hope to see you there. Bye. My podcasts often deal with distressing situations which are not suitable for children and some adults for that matter. Some of what I discuss may trigger uncomfortable emotions. If that does occur, please reach out to Lifeline, Beyond Blue or any other support service or person you feel comfortable with. Please keep in mind that there's always two sides, sometimes more, to every story. My guests provide their recollection of an event or incident, sharing their thoughts and their emotions, but it's theirs. Not everybody will agree with them. I never want to tell any guest what to say or what not to say, so there will always be others that see it differently, and I understand that. Hello, I'm Narelle Fraser. I was a cop with Victoria Police for 27 years, 15 of those as a detective, having dealt with all types of crime, from a stolen bicycle to a stolen life. I witnessed the effect crime has on those involved and became one of those victims myself in 2012 when I was diagnosed with PTSD. However, out of adversity comes other opportunities like this, my own podcast. I'm still pinching myself. Thanks for listening and coming with me as we explore the human side and impact of crime. Drugs just, they take you to a level where you do not care. You have no respect, not for yourself, not for anyone else. Last year, I recorded a podcast with Jane Jones, whose son, Zach, was serving a four-year, nine-month jail sentence for serious driving offences. Zach was driving while suspended. He was stoned, drunk and speeding with four passengers, all of whom, including Zach, received serious injuries. I've spoken at length with Zach, who gave us an incredibly honest account of his downward spiral into drugs and the helpless, hopeless situations that that led to. Today, you'll hear an update from his mum, Jane. 
Jane's fortunate to still have her son. As you might remember a previous podcast I did with Melissa and Peter McGuinness, where their son Jordan killed himself and four others whilst driving affected by drugs and alcohol. And this fact is not lost on Jane or Zach for that matter. But the message was and still is the same. Driving when you are affected by drugs and or alcohol is a recipe for disaster and often it's a fatal cocktail. We heard from Jane about Zach spiralling out of control as a teenager, his anger, his truancy, his disruptive behaviour in the home, his volatile relationships, his total disregard of the law in respect to driving and how she lost him to drugs and alcohol, which led him to a prison sentence. She told us about the court case and watching Zach being removed from court to start his four-year-plus sentence and how gut-wrenching it was to visit him in jail. Jane's grief, stress and sadness at her only child going off the rails is unfortunately far too common. But Zach got a major wake-up call with the crash he caused and he's been given a second chance at life and from what we've heard from Zach, he's doing everything he possibly can and more to right the wrongs that he's committed in the past. I said in that first podcast about a comment the sentencing judge made where he said he thought Zach, quote, had a better than average chance of rehabilitation, unquote. From the conversations that I've had with Jane and Zach since his release from prison in early December, the judge was right. So with that intro, Jane, thank you very much for your time again. Welcome back. And you would be a different person now to last time we spoke on my podcast, I'm assuming. (laughs) Hi, Narelle. Thank you for having me back. Um, Yes, I am. I'm, gee, I'm a much more chilled out version of myself, I can tell you. Um, And (laughs) And why wouldn't you be? (laughs) Yeah, much happier and, and, and a lot less stressed. I'm just happy to have my son home safe and now obviously we've had a few weeks to adjust to it and I'm very confident that he's 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 just doing so well he's on the right path and I'm not worried now that he he's going to end up back in prison in fact I'm, I'm quite confident he won't. I think I'm more than quite confident, and and I think you are too. That for the listeners, Jane and I, well, the listeners as well, they've heard from Zach as well, and what he is doing, it is just so admirable. I I just wish that I lived in Melbourne so I could give Zach a big hug. He is um, he is really a changed man, and I mean that hand on my heart. A lot of people say that, but oh my goodness! Well, you can give him a hug at your um, live show. <laughs> oh, that'll be it'll be lovely. Uh, so, so Jane, I suppose we have to start off with you telling us what it's like having Zach home, and I, I don't imagine you couldn't have asked for a better Christmas, could you? Oh, absolutely not. It was it was beautiful. I picked Zach up on the 6th of December, um, you know, and we sang at the top of our lungs all the way home. What did you sing to? Oh, just my eclectic, you know, playlist and yeah, yeah. it was just wonderful. We had the sunroof open. It was a beautiful sunny day and I just – I just couldn't wipe the smile off my face. I, I, it was hard for me to keep my eyes on the road because I, I just kept looking at him because it was so surreal that he was sitting there next to me. And yeah. um, so that was really exciting and emotions were high, obviously, because we hadn't seen each other in person since the last time I spoke to you. Uh, that was the last visit I had with Zach, which was Saturday the 10th of, of April um, last year. Um, and I think it was the first time in 13 or 15 months that I'd seen him then because of COVID. But prison visitation was, again, suspended pretty much straight after. So, um, yeah, obviously it was just wonderful to be able to, to have him in my arms and give him a massive hug. 
I can always remember him saying, I thought it was so cute and so funny, but he said something about his T-shirt was wet from mum's tears. <laughs> I don't know. We, look, even Jeff, my partner, says we don't need a D-cell plant in Victoria. We've got <laughs> Oh, no, it's it's just hard to imagine, but it, it's lovely that you had him home and, and really you wouldn't have wanted anything more for Christmas. I than... fought very hard for it, I can tell you. I, I just, I wasn't even going to put my Christmas tree up if, it, if I wasn't going to be doing that with Zach. And so, and we did, we did put it up the day after he, he came home and played out the Christmas carols full blast, you know, really loud and singing along and, and Michael Bublé and there we were. It was just everything that I, I hoped it would be. And it was a very quiet Christmas. It was just the three of us. And I think Zach needed that just to oh, yeah. settle in. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and we can talk about that a little bit more. But, yeah, I, I fought like hell to, to make sure that he wasn't going to slip through the cracks and I relentlessly drove everybody crazy with letters and phone calls and emails and just because I, I was determined that he was going to get his earliest parole or as soon after as, you know, as could be managed. So, Jane, why were you... What was it that you were doing with all the letters and uh, the phone calls and everything? Why did that make a difference? Was it because it's, is it the squeaky wheel that gets the oil or? I think so. I think they just would just, can we just get, every time the phone rang and it was Jane Jones, it's like, oh God, it's her again. Um, <laughs> look, I, I don't know, but I, I called correction services. I emailed the Minister for Justice, the Shadow Minister. I, you know, spoke to Corrections Victoria. I just kept at them <laughs> because it, it, in my mind, Zach had done absolutely everything that was required for parole and then some. And I mm. just felt that he deserved to have his earliest. And I, I just wasn't going to spend another Christmas without him. I'd already spent two Christmases with him in mm. prison and three birthdays and two Mother's Days. And mm. I just wasn't going to take no for an answer. <laughs> so, so what you wanted was you you were pressing for Zach to be released on parole the minute he was eligible for parole. Is that right? Yes, and, yeah. and and he was eligible for parole on the 21st of November. Um, but I sort of reconciled that really he went, he was he was remanded in, in custody on the 30th of May. So it should have been the 30th of November. It's just that because they had so many 24-hour lockdowns in that mm. early stage of COVID, they got some extra days off their... Oh, okay. Their earliest, which was why it was the 21st of November. In the end, it was the 6th of, of December. So really, it was pretty soon after. And I, look, at the end of the day, I, I was just really happy just to have him home for Christmas. And I can tell you that those last sort of four months were the most stressful, anxious. I, I hardly slept and it was really hard for Zach because he was trying to remain strong, but... I don't know whether they sort of push you at, in those last, in that, that sort of lead up to see how you're going to react. But um, yep. I just kept saying to him, just, we're going to get this. We're, you're going to be out. Like, that. you will, I will be picking you up soon. Just, mm. just that's, mm. put it out in the universe. Just let's put it out in the universe. <laughs> I am doing everything I can. You just, you know, just. Enjoy as best you can the last few what it weeks in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember Zach saying that those last twelve days when he knew he was getting parole, and those last twelve days were like uh, uh, the the night before Christmas by twelve. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every night. Oh, it was it was lovely, and so. I'm just wondering, like, Zach and I did a pretty lengthy podcast for the start of 2022. What was it like? Like, I imagine you listened to the podcast with him. What was it like listening to the podcast that we did together? I cried. I 
I, 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 there was some moments where I laughed, but I, um, it was really hard because I was actually hearing several things for the first time, if you can believe that. And um, so I, yeah, it, it was just really difficult hearing, you know, him as a, as a, as a young teenager being bullied um, it was hard hearing him not be able to deal with his emotions to say that it all started out as harmless fun and it was all fun and games. Well, it bloody well wasn't fun and games for me. It was traumatic and it, and it just brought it all back. It was very, very difficult to listen to. And then it, the parts in jail, I mean, I, I, at times I felt sick to my stomach. Yeah, I actually, me too. It really did. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, and I feared for Zach's safety all that time and and I feared that he'd gravitate towards the wrong people and thank goodness he didn't. And, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's harrowing but it's hopeful, I, I suppose, listening to, mm. to his podcast because it, it, it just does show that, you know, you can be the hammer sticking, the nail sticking out to be hammered, but you, you don't have to follow, you don't have to do as they do in Rome, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. And so there were things that he said about what happened in jail. Is that what you're saying that you'd never heard before? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And oh. also, you know, when he was younger that that he felt that, that he had a privileged life and that he had nothing to complain about and that he couldn't talk to anyone about it. He couldn't manage those feelings that he was having. And, yeah, I feel really sad that that I couldn't have helped him more. But how do we do that, Jane? Because you're right, like he had a loving mum uh, and for the last seven years before he went inside, he had a loving, you know, mum's partner, Jeff. So, I mean, how, what is it? Like, is it, because you were very close with Zach when he was young. We were. I just wonder what it is as they get older. Is it their peer group pressure? Is it, I, I don't know what it is, where a, a young person can't talk to or don't feel like they can talk to their parents is that that he's ashamed of being bullied or yes well I didn't know about the bullying until he until like year nine I didn't know about that incident in year seven I mean I I to be honest I drove Zach to school and when he went to high school um he really wanted to catch the bus I followed it the first day (laughs) I don't reckon you'll be the only mum that's ever done that, Jane. And he was at the back of the bus, so go away, mum. But but when he said that he did speak to a teacher about those year twelve students bullying him, and that he was sat in front of them, and basically they the, the teacher said, you know, you think you might be being bullied. They're just having fun. I mean, that would never happen today. That would never happen. And, I hope it would. Well, it better not because that leaves schools very liable to to being sued. It's terrible that that happened to Zach, that he reached out for help and he did not get it. And then he got tortured on the way home because, because that teacher gave those year 12 students licence to just keep going. Yes, absolutely. And that is un- yep. That is just that made that made my heart break. It really. It's unforgivable because what has happened is uh, Zach was bullied yet again by the the per- very person that he went to for help. That's exactly right. Hmm. So, you know, and and listening to 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 oh god the accident and and him in hospital and oh. Very hard. It, it it just brings back so so many emotions, um, and and quite honestly, <laughs> I had anxiety <laughs> listening to, to his his podcast. There are there are a couple of things that he was actually at St Vincent's Hospital, not the Royal Melbourne, 
that he wouldn't have known whether it was Arthur or Martha at yeah, that point. Yeah. And um, his accident, whilst it, it's recorded as the 9th of December because he actually crashed at 12.30 in the morning, all of everything that led up to it was on Friday the 8th, which ironically is when Jordan had his crash, Melissa, McGinnis, Melissa and Pete McGuinness's son. Um, so, yeah, so he, look, I, I'm, I'm super proud of him. It, it's not easy to be, to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and air your dirty laundry. And yeah, um, yeah. It, it, he's so brave because he, he's just brutally honest. Yeah, he is. And in fact, I'm with you a couple of times during our uh, podcast when he talked about, for instance, things happening in jail. I I could have nearly been sick myself, to be honest, Mm. with some of those terrible uh, stories. But but also, you know, I've been thinking because I've obviously listened to the podcast and I've been, I just don't understand why prison guards or the staff have to be so awful to these young, well, where Zach was, to the young men. Look, I'm, what sure, is it? I'm, sure, not, I'm sure not all of them are. Uh, when it I, sounds like it. From what Zach said, it was very rare that somebody showed you any kindness or any, uh, oh, well, respect is a bit harsh. I don't imagine that they would respect any of the inmates in there, but Oh, I just, I just don't understand why you would be so awful to, you know, a human being. Yes, look, I agree. I think they're probably treated fairly badly by the prisoners, and it mustn't be an easy job to do. And I think if you're going to do that job, you've got to remain professional, and you know, it's. Um, but you've spoken to to prison guards that have been bashed and treated very poorly. And so I, I don't imagine it's an, an easy job. But Zach used to say to me, Mum, it's just all part of the punishment. It, it's just he, he, had a, yeah. he had a pretty good attitude mm-hmm. that just keep your nose down and, and um, just get on with it mm. and just sort of stay away from them as much as you can. Mm. Yes. Uh, now, you also said that in the podcast that we uh, spoke about, you didn't know that Zach had gone to court one time. No. Because it, at, yeah, and I thought you might explain that just when Zach was talking about going to court and because they were trying to get Zach's crash and the result of that crash heard in the magistrate's court, which is just so different. I mean, that's, I thought, personally, I thought that was, oh, cheeky's even the wrong word, but that's not Zach. That's Zach's uh, legal reps, mm. you know, going to the magistrate's court, trying to get it heard in a magistrate's court. I mean, that was serious stuff, what happened with, you know, what Zach caused. And, Absolutely. Yeah, so. Yeah, so tell us about that because you weren't happy either. <laughs> well, I didn't know that he'd actually gone to the magistrate's court. We were estranged uh, during that time. I mean, he and his so-called friends and evil girlfriend um, trashed my partner's investment property that he um, half-owned with my 32-year-old, my 32-year uh, friendship, my, my best girlfriend. Um mm. Yeah, so they ruined it. And when we when we moved Zach out, um, I just I just had to walk away. I just I just couldn't believe that he could do that and and live like that and allow that to happen. And so we 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 were estranged. And um, so this is obviously way after the crash. Um, so I didn't know he'd gone to the magistrate's court. I I had spoken to um, the police officer that was leading the the investigation and he did tell me I am going to make sure I'm going to take my time with this because I'm going to make sure it's heard in the county court because I want your son to get as much jail time as possible he deserves it that was really hard to hear I can tell you um Mm. and I don't have a problem with it Zach did the wrong thing he 
he, he deserved to be punished. And I'm very glad that, it, that, that it, well, because, of course, in the magistrate's court, it is, you know, they mostly get community corrections orders and that type of thing. And the county court, it is an infinite, um, it can be, sentence. And, and it's on previous cases, similar cases, what's, what the sentencing has been for those, and it's in front of a judge, not a magistrate. So it's scary stuff. But, no, I didn't know that. Um, and, and I guess I knew that it must have been coming up and I'm just, I just had this intuition and I, I called a, a policeman that had tried to help Zach when he was a teenager and he happened to pick up and I said, do you know, I had a feeling Zach was in jail actually. And... Um, Anyway, he said, look, I'm, he'd actually given me his private mobile number and he called me. He said, look, I'm on a day off. When I go into the, to work tomorrow, I'll, I'll have a little dig around and I'll see what's going on. And he, true to his word, he called me back and said, well, your son's not in prison, but he has been for breach of bail. He was at Ravenhall for a month. And um, he, his court case is being heard on the 30th of May. The, the the actual hearing, yep, yeah, that's right. Um, in two thousand and nineteen, so I thought, all right, well, and that's why he had legal aid represent, representation because we we weren't in contact. We we were we'd been estranged for over six months. So this was all going on. I didn't even know. Um, so anyway, I managed to find Zach, <laughs> which he couldn't believe that I found him. I can. <laughs> well, he, he actually, because a little little Sherlock Holmes, and yeah, and I we caught up, and I and I took him to see his barrister the very next day, and that's when they told me your son's doing jail time. So, and I just was in shock. I just couldn't believe it, but it's the best thing. I can honestly say that's happened to him because I do believe it saved his life. And I'm not advocating to to turn your life around in prison if you can do it beforehand. If if our podcast can help you or help other teens and, and young adults from, from ending up in prison, then I, I hope people can pull their heads in because not everyone can do what Zach did and, and uh, no, a lot of people... No. A lot of people just just end up worse. You know, when you talk about Zach trashing your house, and this is the house that you and your best friend had bought together, just on speaking to Zach, and of course I don't know Zach until uh, I've spoken to him through you, but to hear him speak so uh, well, beautifully, really, and so from the heart. And to think that it, it sounds like he was, well, obviously he was a different person. I just cannot imagine him being so, such, having such disregard or uh, no respect for anything, even the fact that his mum has, you know, given him somewhere to live and then he trashes it. I just can't get my head around that. It's, uh, it was pretty hard for me too as well, I can tell you, because, um, look, that's what drugs do, Narelle. As I said, you know, teenagers think they, they think it sort of starts off fun and as Zach said, we did everything he thought it would do. It slowed his mind down and whatever, but then that led to whatever and he just, things got worse and worse and he surrounded himself with very... Um, people that didn't have a moral compass and um, a girlfriend that just, look, honestly, I, I just wouldn't even have her in my house. So it's um, drugs just, they take you to a level where you do not care. You have no respect, not for yourself, not for anyone else. And the only thing that I will say with Zach is that he never stole from me. He never, you know, and I've got valuable things and jewellery and whatever. He never stole from me. He never bought that to my house. 
and I am very, very thankful for that. Now, he's been bashed. He's been, you know, um, he's done some terrible things to get money for drugs and, and to be a part of this a group of so-called friends, you know, to be accepted and, but he never brought it to my house and for that I'm very thankful. However, he did trash our investment property and it was a big clean-up and, but, you know, he was trying to break up with his girlfriend and I did get her out of the house and then she put an AVO on him and I had to see him arrested. But he'd try and break up with her and she'd smash the windows or she'd kick the oven door in or she hmm. it was hmm. just, it was a very violent situation and and I can tell you that it's not just um, women that get abused and men do too and oh yes and and she knew how to work the system and and anyway uh, look I it's it's something that I'm glad that we can put behind us and because I've always known Zach had the potential to, to do great things and as I said in my previous podcast, anyone that, that met Zach when he was a kid, would they just they fell in love with him. He was beautifully spoken and well-mannered and respectful and kind and, you know, he, he could converse with adults and just he was just wonderful and it was just so sad to see this wonderful person just fall so badly and lose his way so badly that it that it resulted in a, a, a jail term and a, and a crash that I, I still uh, I can't believe anyone survived it. It was that awful. Yeah, I must admit I had a look. It must have been on Zach's uh, Facebook page, but I saw that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. The, the car, and you're right. I don't know how an ant would have survived that. It's on our website, actually, the, the nine news footage. Um, 
Yeah. What's your website, Jane? www.whythefallen.com. And you can scroll down and sub- subscribe for updates on our book. We're just working. The thing is, I, I'm not seeing Zach. I've hardly seen him because he's he got a job a week after he came out of prison and he has literally been working the hours of ridiculousness. And aside from when he's not working, he's in the gym. So I'm actually glad he got COVID. <laughs> So he, could, so he could isolate for seven days and and we could spend some time together. So um so anyway, and I look I didn't get it and Jeff didn't get it. We're 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 all triple back, so maybe that's the reason why he didn't pass it on, even though he did get it. He he had no symptoms at all. He, I, I actually yeah. tested him again just to because I just couldn't believe that he had it and tested yeah, yeah. positive and I tested negative. So but um, look, yes, and he's he's um, he's a different person, and and I'm just so happy to have him home. Oh, look, I can't imagine. And you're just talking then about you know having him home. So Zach's on parole for about two and a half years, and and we've both said recently that many people might think parole. Oh, they're out on parole. Basically, they're free. I think a lot of people have this um, ideal that. Uh, parole's a piece of cake, but it seems far from that. Can you tell us about his parole, like the conditions and and what happens if he breaks those conditions and how you've managed him being on parole? Yeah, well, his parole is two years and three months. The intensive parole period is the first three months. He's got a curfew from 10pm till 6am. And, like, even going to get a PCR test, I... I was up at 5.30 or, and I said, come on, let's go. And he said, mum, I can't leave the house till 6 o'clock. I was like, oh, shit, okay, sorry. Um, he's, he can work in a licensed venue, although they've told him they don't want him to work out on the, the floor. He's working in the, the kitchen uh, prepping for the chef and whatnot because they don't want any alcohol to be spilt on him because he's got the oh, alcohol God, no. bracelet. And there I go giving him a can of sunscreen and didn't even think for one second that there was alcohol in it. Oh, my God, did I feel terrible. But, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't think that, would you? No. It's just another world. I, and, I, he, and if that sunscreen gets on his bracelet, basically he's uh, breached his parole and, well, technically, hasn't he? And they could just, you're back in the slot. Absolutely. And then so there's um, there's these things that they put in the PowerPoints at either end of the house that obviously can make sure that this they can track him because I've got quite a long property and then I've got sort of the, the pool out the back. He can't go in the swimming pool because the alcohol bracelet can't be fully submerged. He can shower with it, but he can't swim in the pool. So, you know, it's um, it's just one of those freedom problems, he calls them. <laughs> um, he's dunked his head in the pool a couple of times, but just, or, you know, his torso, but he... he he can't go in the pool. Um, okay. And we have to get permission if we want to, well, not permission, I just have to let his parole officer know if we're going to a restaurant. Like I've had to, we're coming to your show and I've I've had to just get an extension on, on his curfew because I don't want to be stressed with traffic coming out of the city trying to get home and, yeah. and not being able to, to be inside our doors by ten o'clock, but I'm sure I'm sure I'll get that. But if we go to a restaurant or whatever, um, they like to know because most venues are licensed. And Jeff and I have a drink. We didn't do anything wrong. We drink mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zach, you know, Zach doesn't have a problem with it. He didn't do all of this time to come out of prison and start drinking. Um, mm-hmm. So, and the, you know, the parole people know that. Look. Zach just wants to do what he needs to do. When I picked him up um, from prison, he wanted to drive immediately to CCS Ringwood to get those bracelets on. He didn't want to wait. He could have waited 24 hours and come home and jumped in the pool. He said, no, Mum, let's just get them on, 
get it done. And in, in the end, they actually came to the house because they had to set all these power plugs up. And I had a, a planned power outage yesterday for maintenance. And the power went off and all I could hear was this screeching sound in my house. Oh, and yeah. I walked down the hallway and I opened Zach's door and it literally it was as loud as a smoke alarm. And it's, just, it's the, the scra- obviously the power cut has caused this thing to scream like a smoke alarm. Um, yeah. But look, luck, luckily, thank God, I didn't have to listen to it all day because je- we've got a generator that we can like just plug plug in and turn us over to that and at least just keep our fridges running and anyway that so so would you have to advise the uh, his parole officer or the parole board of the outage so that they understood why it had turned off yes, I did I asked Zach to do that the day before oh right yeah okay yep so um yeah I mean look and he can't go anywhere interstate um Obviously, he can't get his license for three years. He can't take a girl on a date to a restaurant or go to a bar with mates. He can, like with with us, with family, uh, go into a licensed venue, but we've got to let his parole officer know. He can't drink anyway. I don't know what the problem is. He's got an alcohol bracelet on, but... Anyway, we just do what we have to do to keep everyone happy. These are freedom problems, Narelle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it must, yeah, it, yes, freedom problems. What a lovely expression. Uh, uh, but I'm sure he'd prefer to have those problems outside than be inside. Of and, course. Oh, oh, yes. And and so how has he adapted from uh, with the transition from jail to being on parole? He's been incredible. Even his parole officer said to me, I've ne- in the five years that I've been doing this, I've never come across anyone like your son. I've never known anyone to do a podcast or um, just immediately work. I mean, everyone would have understood if Zach had have just, just taken it easy until after the, yeah. the new year. Uh, yeah. He only got one Centrelink payment and he was already earning, you know, good money and um, and just I'm, I'm super proud of him. He He's just joined a gym straight away and he lives in that place. He, he's mm. so focused on his health and fitness. You know, he eats his breakfast every morning, cuts a fresh banana on his oats and oh, I've seen him, like, crack a few eggs in a glass and drink. That's a bit disgusting but... Oh he's God, very yeah. focused. You know, he's he, he's eating all of the things. He loves my spaghetti bowl, and I make this sort of Dutch dish called balmy, and and um, all of all of his favourites. You know, he, he'll eat them. But even a, like he 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 loves Dr Pep Peppers, but he'll only allow himself to have a can of that maybe once a week because of all the sugar in it. And so he's very disciplined and. Um, you know, I train three days a week with a personal trainer here. I do it sort of through Messenger, and um, but he he's his gym regime and how how he does it. It's just it's extreme. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking now when you cook something. So if you did, I don't know. Let's say a pasta with a white wine sauce. Well, I, or, I put red wine in my spaghetti bowl sauce, but there's and I did, I did. That's what I was just going to ask because I do too, just a half a cup. But would that make it? No, because it, would- it, cook, it cooks out. Like I did speak to them about that, um, about whether I could put alcohol in cooking and they said it, it won't register because it, it cooks out, the, the alcohol cooks yeah. out. So, True. And, then, yeah. you know, you're not eating the whole thing anyway. You're eating a portion of it. So mm. it doesn't. Mm. But, you know, he's, he, he gets a text he's got to have like random drug tests here, here, there and everywhere. And okay. so yeah. um, he has to go to Dorotevich lab and, and he's got to pee in a cup in front of someone. And, you know, that happens, I think, every week, sometimes twice a week. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. but look, 
Zach has no intention of drinking or doing drugs. He, he just doesn't. So I used to worry so much, I, but I am a worrier. I, I don't worry about that. I sleep soundly. I just, you know, even when, like on a day off, he'll go and if he's going to see friends or whatever, they'll find um, if they're going out for lunch or whatever, they'll find a venue that doesn't serve alcohol or they'll get yeah. sort of takeaway and they'll take it somewhere and eat it. And Zach will, if he can't be, if they're not bringing him home, he'll make sure that he's got an Uber booked at no later than sort of 9.30 to get him back here by 10. He's, he's just, he's totally responsible with it. Yeah. Has he struck any hurdles yet that you're aware of? No. Mm. Not one, apart from, you know, the sunscreen thing, which was my fault. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it didn't register anyway, as it turns out. So that that's a good thing. Um, yeah. No, I mean, he, he really hasn't. He, it's just, I suppose, adjusting. I think he, he, he said about the very next day he came out of prison, he was in the kitchen. I was sitting on the couch just having my coffee and I, I looked, he was talking and then suddenly he just, stopped talking and I looked up and he was as white as a ghost and I said what's wrong and he said there's a knife missing from the knife block and I said it's okay mate it's just in the dishwater settle down but we didn't realize until Zach said or told us the situation you're right you'd think hey settle down but that was such a huge thing in jail, wasn't it? If the, the knives, well, he, and it really led, uh, or well, it did lead to him going into isolation for four days, which just was just horrendous well, to listen well, to. Well, that's, mm. that's another thing. Um, just to clarify that, I, I did get permission for Zach to come to his nan's, my mum's funeral, four months after he went to jail. And he was put in the slot immediately after he returned from my mother's funeral. And I didn't hear from him because I, I obviously couldn't call him in jail. So I kept calling the prison and I'm like, why haven't I heard from my son? I'm really worried about him. He's just, you know, he's just been to his nan's funeral. He's, and, and then suddenly I, he was able to call me and they, they let him out. And he wasn't even there when the chisels were stolen, but it's just... It, it, because he worked in in the woodworking section, everyone, you know, was was considered a suspect. So, mm. but anyway, he's out now. And um, look, the only hurdle, I suppose, occasionally I've had to remind Zach to make some time for us and for household things instead of just you know the gym work and music and himself. And you know, just he's sort of. He's not, he's not a selfish person. I don't say it that way, but he's just, it's, it's all about him and it's not all about, like, we've missed him. His friends have missed him. And so just sort of trying to get some type of, of balance. And, it's been, yeah. you know, it's just been a transition for us. It's just little things, little things that niggle Jeff or, you know, myself, but they're, they're nothing. They're, again, they're just freedom problems. And we, look, I haven't lived with Zach for, for, for seven years and Jeff hasn't ever lived with him. So, you know, it's always going to be a transition, but it's, it's fantastic. Look, it, yeah. all in all, we're, we're, we're all, we're all getting on really well. Yeah. And you know, there's always, it doesn't matter how much you love somebody or how long you've been living with them, whether it's a short time or a long time, there's always little niggles. Uh, so, and and I'm sure that you all accept that, but uh, what you have done for Zach is just incredible. And, and, and really we've got to pay tribute here to Jeff as well, because that wouldn't be easy. I didn't realise that Zach has never lived with Jeff, no. you know. So not only has Jeff got, another person there to share the house with uh, it's it's your son but also there's all these restrictions you know that that'd be bloody difficult he's a pretty he's a pretty amazing fellow my Jeff um it, it's hard sometimes because he doesn't have his own children so hard for him to understand from a parent's perspective why I am the way I am, and he's, he's had to deal with a lot, honestly. 
Yes. I mean, I can't imagine he's he's had to deal with Zach and he would have come onto the scene as Zach was, would it be, Would Zach have been completely out of control by then when Jeff came on the scene? Yeah, yeah. and, Jeff, and, and oh, Jeff used to just just let me cry on his shoulder. He'd pick me up every time Zach destroyed me and, and um and uh, you know he used to say he'll grow up one day he's he's Jeff has always said you know what Jane Zach is going to be something really special one day I honestly believe it he, he's gonna do really well in his life he he used to say that to me and I could never see it just with everything that was going on and he, he was so right he really was now he's been incredible. I'm very, very lucky to have him. A lot of blokes would have cut and run, I reckon. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think you're right. God love you, Jeff. <laughs> hey, love you, Jeff. hey, can you tell us you bought Zach a pretty, pretty special uh, Christmas present, didn't you? Or was it more just for coming home? Well, tell us we, about we, that. We did, and it was it was um, a handmade aluminium guitar. Alley Cat Guitars in South Australia, Dave Gartland, um, he's a sheet metal worker by trade actually, but he makes these guitars in the shape of cars. And I didn't want to get Zach a guitar in the shape of a car because he had a car crash. So I didn't, but I wanted to get him something that would remind him to never lose his way again because music is his passion. And when I spoke to Dave, he had this Memphis Cat guitar that has got such a special history and it was sitting in a glass box on his wall and I sent him a couple of chapters of the book and I told him about our story and Zach being in prison and, and everything and he, he agreed to sell it to us for Zach. He said, I would rather this guitar, you know, if Zach's talking to troubled teens, he can play and they can have a play of it and and um, it, it's, yeah, it, it was very extravagant, but it, it, it was for all the birthdays and Christmases that we couldn't buy him a present because you, obviously you can't send a present in prison. And and But it was. And on the back of it, I had an inscription done, which is Zach's words, and it's from a short story that he wrote while he was in prison. But there's one line in it that just blew me away, and I thought, I don't want to put somebody else's words on the back of this guitar. I want to put Zach's words on the back of it. And it says, something is only impossible before you start and after you quit. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, yeah. it is so true. I mean, can you believe my son? I, like, Where does this come from? <laughs> I just... <laughs> They surprise you sometimes, don't they? Blows, he blows me away. He really does. So, yeah, so that's beautiful. And um, it was a, a very extravagant gift, but one that um, I'm never buying him another Christmas or birthday present again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of words, wasn't there some beautiful message that some person, a man that had done time with Zach, didn't he send a beautiful email or something to you? He did. Do you feel like he did? Do you feel like do you feel like reading that to us? Yeah. Is that so, is that a bit personal? Please tell me if it is. But you said the other day when we were speaking, you know, if the opportunity arose, you wouldn't mind. And I just thought, I'm just thinking now, what a lovely. You know, maybe we could share that with the listeners. Sure, I, I'm happy to read it. Um, so, yeah, it's from a, a gentleman, fellow inmate, who um, it's the subject line is Zach Jones, and the message says, Hi, Jane, I did 15 months prison at Fulham Correctional Centre, but the last five months I did out at Nalu with your son. The first 10 months in Fulham were okay and my self-development was on its way, but, in capital letters, <laughs> when I went out to Nalu and lived with Zach, Things just went to the extreme. Now, I'm 31 years old, and you would think that I would be the mentor for Zach. It was the other way around. <laughs> From day one of meeting Zach, he was on me. He showed me the ropes of Nalu and how things were done out there. 
I am so, so grateful that I spent the last four or so months of my sentence with your son. And I was lucky enough to train with him also. He cooked every night, started teaching me to play guitar, questioned my vocabulary. Ha ha. Hello. Cheeky bugger. (laughs) That is so me. He's my son after all. (laughs) And just was an amazing person to be around. I will never forget your son, that's for sure, and I really hope he's doing okay on parole. If you guys ever need anything, let me know. Oh, my God, I cried when I read that, Narelle. Oh, it gives you goosebumps. It's beautiful. And it just goes to show that that even in there, Zach was making a difference. And and I'm just just overwhelmingly proud of of him. Mm. Yeah, and and so you should be. Look, in in winding up, Jane, uh, being in prison, it's going to change Zach's life forever. Can you tell us about the things that Zach won't be able to do due to having a criminal record? Well, travel overseas for a period, I imagine. I don't even know whether you'll ever be able to travel to America again. I'm just not sure maybe in 10 years or something. Look, he made a terrible, terrible decision when he was 21 years of age, but there's no doubt about it. He's, that is going to affect him for a long time to come, even when parole is finished. As I I don't know whether I I said, but he can't get his licence for three years. So I think it would be 29 and a half. I imagine even three, even then he'll have to have um, an interlock system perhaps for for the first period. So what about employment? I imagine when people do checks and they find out, I would imagine there's there's a lot of people that would think, oh, my God, he's had a criminal record. I'm not going to touch him with a barge. Oh, I don't. But then I. mm. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you there. Um, Look, Zach has been so honest about his journey. Honestly, we've written a book together, and that that's going to be yeah, true. <laughs> that's going to be out there for the whole world to see. He's he he doesn't shy. He doesn't not tell people what's happened. You can see the alcohol, the the bracelets on his ankles anyway, unless he he wears long pants. But hmm. Zach would be forthcoming anyway with yeah. any future employer about. Um, you know, uh, the fact that he's he's been in prison. And I think any any reasonable, mature person would have a, have a conversation with Zach, look yeah. at Zach and think, okay, the kid made a mistake, he's done his time and he's done yeah. his time and he's doing his time. Yeah. Everybody deserves a second chance, particularly if you are – really taking that second chance seriously and doing something good with Oh, yeah, which, which he is, is yeah. he, big time. Um, you just mentioned his bracelets. When does he get them off? I honestly don't know. I spoke to his parole officer when I booked the tickets to come to your show and because his intensive parole period uh, finishes, I think, on the 5th of March. And I said, so will he still have a curfew? And she said, probably. And I'm like, I don't know why, but anyway. Uh, yeah. Because it is affecting his employment because he can't, of course it night, yeah. he can't do like evening. He's working in a kitchen at a wedding venue. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, you know, weddings are at night. He could be working night shifts, but he can't. He can. He's only working during the day because he's got to be home for this curfew. Uh, um, and as far as those bracelets, I honestly don't know. It, it could be for the whole two years and three months, Narelle. Good. We just don't know. Hey, and, and thanks for the segue into my show. Um, just to remind everybody, 19th of March, 7pm, uh, and the tickets are through Eventbrite. Sorry, I just had to uh, no, <laughs> interrupt. No, no, no. I can't wait. <laughs> and I've got a special guest, and I'm not telling anyone. Jane tried to weasel that out of me yesterday. I did. <laughs> but I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> hey, Jane, so uh, 
What's the message that you want people to take away from our discussions today? Look, oh, please, please do not drink and drive. Don't drive under the influence and for goodness sake, do not get into the car with someone who has. Your lives are far too precious. Please don't put your parents and your loved ones through, you know, what Zach has put me through. It's, it has been a torturous 11 years and I, oh, I, I do, I feel like I've aged 100 years. It's, it has, like, you know, yes, for me now, I, I can honestly say that I've reached sort of that light at the end of the tunnel. But please, teens, young adults, you might not be as fortunate. You could end up killing someone, killing yourself. Just the heartbreak that you that you and and the legacy that you leave behind. You, you just don't want that. So please, 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 read our book, listen to to our podcasts, and talk to your parents. If you're being bullied, talk to your teachers because it is it is illegal to do it now it is an offense and you will get the help that you need call lifeline just reach out do not think that drugs and alcohol they may be a quick fix initially but they do they get it gets that their claws into you and you you eventually you find yourself on a slippery slope that that you just somehow can't get back from if you you know if you already if you've already lost your way, reach out to us. Reach out to Zach. You know we're here to help. If you can't talk to anyone else, so um, yeah, just please take care of yourself and your friends, mates. Do be a mate. Don't let take the keys off your friends. Don't let them. Don't let them get into the car. And if if they absolutely insist on doing it. Just please don't get in the car with them. Yeah, yeah. You know, another thing that Zach said that you've just reminded me about was when he said that the drugs that he took, he was trying to escape, but they didn't help him escape. In fact, they made it worse. They made it a whole lot worse. And Yeah. yeah. And be careful who you, who you choose to be your friends and your, your girlfriend or boyfriend. You know, if you find they're alienating you from from other friends and, and particularly your, your family, just run for the hills, people. I'm telling you, there's plenty of fish in the ocean as ever came out. I My grandmother told me that and <laughs> I said that in my last podcast. It, it's, um, yeah, friends don't coast off you. They have jobs, they have lives, they have families and mm. just, again, you know, that was another thing that, unfortunately a mistake that Zach made and it just led to his, his him spiraling even more so but I've got him back now and and I, I'm just I'm so thrilled I, I'm and I can't wait to see all the great things he's going to do yeah the world is his oyster so thanks Jane and I know as you do that Zach's podcast has touched many people through uh, just his openness with me and his honesty but I can see where he's got that from. He's just such a fortunate young man to have a mum like you stuck by him through, as you've said today, some pretty rough moments or terrible moments, but you've been prepared to forgive him and take him back into your world. I I can hear in what he's doing that he's trying so hard to make up to you for his past uh, misdemeanours. So anyway, Jane, on that note, thank you so much Uh Enjoy your day with Zach and um, good luck with everything in the future. And your book, Why the Fallen, uh, keep an eye on uh, Zach and Jane's uh, website on and mine too on, on my Facebook. I'll keep you updated as well. And see you all at my show the 19th of March. See you there. Thanks, Jane. Thank you. Righto. Bye. Bye. it's Narelle here again. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy the podcasts as much as we enjoy putting them together. 
But to make sure you never miss an episode of Narelle Fraser Interviews, hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a rating and even a review. And please share it with all your friends too. And again, thanks for joining us. We have got some amazing stories to tell. So thanks again. See ya. Hello, guess who? Just a quick interruption here to let you know you can now become a Narelle Fraser Interviews Patreon. How exciting! Simply go to www.patreon, that's P for Peter, A T R E O N for Narelle.com and search for Narelle Fraser Interviews. And to all of you out there who continue to support me, thank you so much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.